begin the Gemara today and Tzadik Aleph from it Beis, about 12 lines up from the bottom of the Amud, where it says, The Mishnah said that if you cut off someone's uh, trees that are growing, then you have to pay him for it. If a person cuts off his own trees, so then he's potter. You're not allowed to, but you're potter. Cut off someone else's, so then you chayv. Gemara. He taught the following b'raise in front of Rab. Someone comes to, to his friend and says, You killed my axe. You cut down my saplings, my trees. So, so the person responds, But what do you mean? You told me that I should kill your axe. You told me, yeah, you gave me permission that I can cut off your tree. Potter. So the person's potter because he got permission. That was the b'raise that he taught. So Rav says to Rav Barbachone, "In Cain, if you're going to say that you believe this person to say such a thing, you don't leave life any uh, living being. Is this person believed to say such a ridiculous answer that someone says you killed my ox? And apparently the Rishonim here say the case is that we know that he killed his ox. That's Adim. That's not the argument here. But he's just answering and saying, oh, but I got permission from you.'" Why should we assume that, his, that, he, he, that he really got permission? Who in his right mind would give permission to kill his ox or cut down his tree? Amalei Ismei. So if so, should I erase this b'raise that I heard being taught? Amalei Loi. You don't have to erase it. Rather, to targim asnitech, you can explain the b'raise that you're teaching in the following scenario. If this is an ox that's destined to be killed, this is an ox that... Uh, Killed someone, so you have to stone this ox to death. Or a tree that's supposed to be cut down. Rashi says, an ashera tree, a tree that served as a vidazara, or a tree that's hanging over into the Rishus Rabim and Chacham or Masakin that this tree has to be cut off because it's a danger. That's the kind of tree that we're talking about over here that he's telling him that you gave me permission to cut off or to kill this ox, which it's, it's, there's no damage here and it has to be done anyways. Some potter. But if that's the case, So what is this person tiny when he says, pay me for this? If it's anyways, he didn't cause him any damage. Has to be cut off, has to be killed. What it says, What the person is saying is, It was my mitzvah, I wanted to fulfill this mitzvah. And you went and you did it without my permission. You took, you went and you, you killed the ox or you cut the tree without my permission. That's the argument between them. And this person answers, No. I actually did get permission from you. And we believe him that he got permission. Rashi says, in such a case, we believe him that he got permission because this kind of a taina makes sense, that, that he actually gave him permission for this. Uh, person would come and say, you gave me permission to cut off your tree. That, that's ridiculous. Why should we believe it? But over here, because it's supposed to be cut down, so then it makes sense that he gave him permission and now he forgot that he told him he could do it. And where do we see this thing, that what, what's his taina when he says, I wanted to do the mitzvah, the Tanya says in the Braise, the Pasuk says, by the mitzvah of Kisi Adam, Vishofach Vekisa, that you spill the blood, you shech the animal, and then you have to, sp- you have to cover the blood. Misha Shofach Yechasef. From this we learn, the one that shechts, he's the one that does the Kisi Adam. It's his mitzvah. He, he can give the mitzvah to someone else, but he has to give permission. There was a story with someone, Sheshochat, he did the Shechite, and the Kadam Chavere Vekisa. Someone went and chopped away the mitzvah from him and covered the blood without his permission. Rabbi Gamliel obligated him to pay 10 gold coins for hopping away the mitzvah of another person. So that was, uh, yeah, okay. 
True. But this is a Knesset Chachamim instituted that if you chop away someone's mitzvah, you have to pay 10 gold coins. And that was the argument that we had between these two people. And the Gemara is saying that we believe this person to say that he gave him Breshus. So, Now, usually, you're right, the Mepharshim speak about that. Usually, a Shreder Oymed Lariga, Bezin has to give it to Skila. But the Mepharshim say, Bezman Bezin doesn't do it. So, in such a case, Bezman every person should do it himself, should uh, kill his ox, that there's, there's a danger to people, that they already killed someone. So every, every Balabas has that mitzvah to go and kill his ox. So, a tree that has fruits in the amount of a calf of fruits. Also, the mitzvah, you're not allowed to cut it off. But if it's less than that amount, so it doesn't qualify as a proper fruit tree, and you're allowed to cut it. The question was asked on this. It says in a Mishnah, How much should an olive tree have? How much olive should it have in it that you shouldn't be allowed to cut it? If it has a quarter of a cow in it, much less. An olive tree is different. It's more chashev, and even a quarter of a cow of olives on it is enough that you shouldn't be allowed to cut it. said, My son, with the name of Shivchas, he didn't pass away. Ella the Kotzteinisa, only because of what he did, that he cut off a fig tree, below Zimna, not in its time, meaning that uh, if it would have been dried up and it wasn't producing any figs, you're allowed to cut it, but he cut it before that. Amar Avinu said, however, there's a heter to cut off a, a fruit tree. If the value of the money that you can get from using the wood to be able to build from it is more valuable than the fruits that grow in it, then mutter, then you are allowed to cut this fruit tree. We learned this in the the Pasik where it speaks about this Iser of cutting down a tree. So the Pasik there says, And then the Pasik there continues and says, If you know that this is a tree that's not an Eitz Machel, that's the tree that you're allowed to cut. The Pasik there simply is talking about when, when you're in a war and you're placing a siege on a city and you want to use the wood for this. So it says in the Pasik, a tree that you know that's not a fruit tree, that you're allowed to cut. So these words, Eitz, Asher, Teida, are extra. Could have said eights, rak eights, which is loy eights Michael. Why does that say? But you know that's not an eights Michael. So therefore, the Gemara actually darshans this separately. Rak eights ashetayda zeilo Michael. That is referring to a fruit tree that you're allowed to cut off a fruit tree. And afterwards, when it says kiloy eights Michael, zeilo srak, that's a barren tree. So the pasuk is saying that you can cut off the fruit tree, and then it's saying you cut off the barren tree. So, so what's, what's the meaning of this? If the Torah is saying that you can cut off, since you see here that the Torah says, that we learn out from here that you could cut off even a fruit tree, and that's the first part of the Pasuk. Why is it afterwards saying only a tree that's a barren tree, that, that has no fruits, that you're allowed to cut off? Answer is, coming to say that the first option is, in the war, cutting, they have to cut off they have the, the trees for the war. So you have to cut off first the Ilan Sirak, a barren tree. That if, you, if you can't, though, if you don't have any barren trees, so then only afterwards you have a head to cut off even a fruit tree. That's what the Pasuk is saying, both of them. I would think that this, that you have to have first cut off a barren tree rather than a fruit tree. That's even if the fruit tree has better wood and the value of the wood is much more even than the fruits. Even then, you should still cut off the barren tree. Talmud Marak. Pasuk says an exclusion with the word rak that not always, only in a situation where the fruits of the fruit tree are more valuable. Then you're not allowed to cut it off. But if the wood is more valuable, you're allowed to cut it off even first before the barren tree.
Shmuel, the story with Shmuel regarding this halacha was, Aisile Arise Tamri, his worker brought him dates, Achaliated dates, Tombu time of the Chamra. He tasted in the dates a, a, a taste of wine, a taste from, from that it was growing amongst the, uh, grapes in a vineyard. Amale, my high, what's this? That I'm tasting a taste of wine <laughs> in my grapes, in my, in my dates, that is. Amale, his worker told him, Beni Gufni Kaimen, it's growing amongst uh, vineyards. Amar, so Shmuel said, if so, if it's taking away from the nutrients and from the, from the energy that is supposed to be for the grapes and it's going into the dates, so it's, it's not good. <coughs> the grapes, the, the vines, the grapes are much more valuable than the dates that are growing there. So therefore he said, tomorrow bring me from Mikurayu, bring me from the tree itself, from the, from the source of the tree, from the bark of the tree or from the roots of the tree. Roots of the tree, meaning he was telling him, uproot the whole tree so that the grapes will be able to grow properly. So there you see another heter to uproot a fruit tree if it's ruining other trees that are more valuable, in this case, the vineyard. Similar story of Chista Chaza Tali Begufni. Chista saw small palm trees that were growing in the, in the vineyard. say he told his worker, Akrinu, uproot these small palm trees here. Because Gufni, Kanidikli. When you sell grapes, the value of the grapes, the money you get for this, you can buy properties of, of, of palm trees. Dickly, but when you sell the dates of the palm trees, like Connie Gufni, you won't have enough money to buy uh, vineyards. It's, it's, you make much less money from this. The value of, uh, of the grapes is much, much more. So therefore, you should uproot the palm trees so that the vineyard should grow well. Places over here brings actually that in other places you find that a palm tree has more value. The Gemara says uh, when it comes to a woman, when she has properties and you want to have buy a, a property that makes a steady income, you should buy a, a property of palm trees. We had it also before over here, the Gemara. So it says a palm tree has much less value, but the work that's involved in, in the fruits that it should grow is very little. It grows and everything. Mashenkin by a vineyard, there's a lot of work involved in it to make that the, the grapes should grow properly. But if you invest that work, then the value of the grapes that grow are much more. So, going back to the aloha of Baishas, even when a person pays for this, that he humiliated someone, he's not forgiven after the payment. Um, until, he, uh, until he asks him for forgiveness. Shanema, as we see by the story with Avram and Sarah that were by Avimelech, and then she took Sarah to, her, to himself. And then it says, Vata Hoshavesh's Vagaimer returned the wife to her husband. And over there it says that uh, he asked Mechila, What's the continuation of the Pasuk over there? I'm sorry, just going back a second. The Pasuk over there says, Hoshavesh's Kinovu, Vispal Batcha, Vachye. Over there, basically the Pasuk there is saying that you should ask him to daven for you. means uh, you learn from here that you ask for Mechila. From, from where do we know that if someone asks you for forgiveness and you don't forgive, then that's a achzer, that's a cruel person. And Avram forgave him and he davened for him. A person says, you can blind my eye. Kates, yodi, cut off my hand. Shabres, ragli, cut off my foot. Chayiv. If you go and listen to me, you do this, you're going to be chayiv for what you did. Just because he said so, you don't have permission to do so. Amanas, lift it. Now, if the person even adds and says, do this on condition that you'll be totally exempt. Chayiv, you're still chayiv. 
If a person says, you can tear my garments, break my jug, if you do this, you can't take the person seriously when he said this. However, if he does add and says, that if you break my jug, you tear my garments, you'll be exempt, then you will be potter. If one says, do this to someone else, on the condition that you'll be potter, Chayev, you still be chayev, ben begufay, whether you injure a person in his body, ben bemamayne, whether, whether regarding his possessions. Okay, the Gemara will explain what the, exactly the Mishnah means to say with this. All these that were said, that you pay for the embarrassment. It's the payment for the embarrassment. But the pain that the person has from this embarrassment, Rashi here says the pain from the embarrassment means, besides the actual embarrassment, later on the person still has pain, he feels bad about this, that he got embarrassed. Doyeg Rashi says, that's uh, the Pshat Rashi says, Adrishanim say, it refers to the fact that you intended to embarrass him, your evil kavana. So that, even if you bring the best and the fattest rams and give it as a gift to this person, you're not going to be forgiven. You have to beg forgiveness from the person himself. It says, as we learn from this passage, you should ask him to daven for you, which also means ask him for forgiveness. Now, the Gemara, since it brought up this Pasik, asks a question about this. The Aishis Navi but It says, return the wife to the man because he's a prophet. That means if a person violates and takes away someone's wife, that's only if he's a prophet, you have to return, and if not, not. Return the wife to the husband, that's no matter who it is. Now this, that you are arguing, before said, are you going to kill a tzaddik uh, that uh, I didn't do anything wrong, I didn't touch her, I didn't know, it wasn't my fault, I thought that this is Avram's sister. He said it's his sister. And she also said that, she, that he's my brother. So uh, for this, Abishu was answering Navihu, uh, Avram Avinu is a prophet. Ukvar Limed, and he's already he already taught people, and he knows that a guest that comes into a city, the question you ask him is, do you have where to eat, to drink? Or rather, you ask him about your wife. Is this your wife? Is it not your wife? That, that's the first question you ask a person. Is this your wife? Is this your sister? So, in other words, he's a Navi. The Shem say the idea of the fact that he's a Navi is he, he saw the bad intentions in your heart. This kind of question that you ask first before the right question to ask about food, well-being of the person. So he saw the bad intentions in the heart. And therefore, he, that, that's why you're being punished there. From here we learn out, when it comes to a Ben Noyach, that he would be chayv misa in a case where it's something that he does that's inappropriate. In a case where he should have learned, he should have known better, and he didn't learn. Over in this case, the Melech or the people over there by Plishtim, they should have known better that this is not the kind of question you ask a person. Over there in that Pasuk, it says, the, the punishment that there was to Avimelech and the people in the house by Avimelech, Ki Otsar Otsar Hashem. Hashem prevented, held back, that they could not relieve themselves. What does this mean? It uses here double ocean. Why does use the double ocean here? One is referring to the man, this is regarding the Zera, that they couldn't release, and Stein Bisha. And then there was two things that they held back by a woman, the Zera, and also they couldn't give birth. And Abraisa we learned, 
that the double lashon here means more. Shtayim beish. There were two things that uh, were held back from a man: shichvazera to, to release zera and ketanim, and also to relieve himself with ketanim, and shloish shabisha, and three three things that were held back from the women: shichvazera and ketanim and leda, and not to be able to give birth. All these three things. Ravinam and Ravina says furthermore: shalish beish. The double lashon here means that there were three things that uh, were by a man: shichvazera, ketanim, or pitabas which refers to they couldn't relieve themselves in any way, not ketanim, not gedalim. Arba Bisha, and there were four things that uh, the, the women couldn't relieve themselves, shechvazera, leide, birth, ketanim, and pitabas. That's the double lashon of the Pasuk. Then the Pasuk there also adds, ba'at kol rechem, from any womb. What, what, what else does this include? Amri de be'rabyanai, so by rabyanai they explained, afilet tarnegailus shobes avimelech, even a chicken in the house of avimelech at that time, lo yitile beitzasa, didn't lay an egg. Even though the, the chicken usually lays an egg every day, but but here every everything was stopped and was could not uh, produce. says From where do we know this matter that Chachamim said? If you beg mercy for your friend's condition, and you are in this need for the same thing, who nanat chila? will answer you first. Amalei answered him, the Pasuk says, the Chsiv, by Eev it says, Vashem Shavashvus Eev, the Abishur returned Eev to his fortune, Bispale Badreyo, because he davened for his friend. That's the source by Eev. Amalei, Sir Abba Bamari answered, Atamrit Mahasam, you learn from there by Eev, Anamimacha, I can learn it here from a Pasuk and Chumish. Vayispal Avram Elalakim, Vayir Palakim is Avimelech, so Avram davens for Avimelech, and Avimelech is healed. Vestishte, Vamosav, his wife, and all the, 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 uh, the maids. And by then it says there, Vashem Paka de Soro Kasher Omar. That Hashem, Paka de Soro, that she gave birth, Kasher Omar. What does the Kasher Omar mean, Vagayme? Kasher Omar Avram El Avimelech, or Al Avimelech. Just like Avram Davin and Avimelech, that, that they were all healed and they gave birth and they were able to relieve themselves again. So uh, Sara herself was also <laughs> healed. And now she says, How do you know that Sara gave birth even first, before? Avimelech and his house was healed because it says Pokad. Pokad is Loshan Ovar, that this already happened from before. Before even they got healed, she already gave birth. And Tesis adds, the main thing that it's saying over here is that, uh, that it was an easy birth. Benekel, Revach, the easy birth, that's because he davened for, for them, for the house of Avimelech. Yeah, the Gemara here is going to bring a bunch of different statements, conversations between Rava and Rava and, and Rabbi Barmari. From where do I know the statement that people say? Together with the thorns, the cabbage also gets torn out. If a person's trying to uproot thorns that are between his cabbage field, you're going to end up tearing out some of the cabbage as well. And what this means to say is that sometimes when Abish to punishes Rishoyim, so others that are there together with them get punished along with them. So Rabbi Bamari answered the Pasuk says, Lomba like Hashem. That all of you have sinned against me. And it says Kulchem, even though it's not really all the Yidin, but nevertheless, the Ebesha says Kulchem, that they get punished together with the Rishayim. That was the source that he brought. Amalei, so he answers him, Atamit Mehasam, you're bringing a source from there, from a Pasik and Nach. Anaminimach, I can bring you a source from Chumish. This is by the Parsha in the Mon, Parsha's Beshalach, it says, Adonami Anten, Lishnmer Mitzvaisa Viteraisai. Till when will all of you refuse to keep my Torah, my mitzvahs? When they, they didn't keep the mitzvahs of the man over there, not to collect the Shabbos and so on, even though it was only a handful of few Yidin, Dasan and Aviram and others. So, but nevertheless, 
it goes on, he's, the Pasek uses this Lushen, it goes, it sounds like it's talking about all the Yidin. The Pasek says, That when Yosef was showing his brothers to Parai, he only brought five of his brothers to Parai. Which five of the brothers did he bring to Parai? Those that we find in the bracha of Moshe before he passes away, he doubled their name. Why did he double their name? Because they were weaker from the Shvatim. So he doubled their name to give them more Kayach. So Yosef brought Dafka the weakest of the Shvatim in front of Parai. So Parai shouldn't want to use them to be generals in his army. So he should leave them alone. That was what Rashi says, the five... You look at there, the, the five are Dan Zvulun God Asher Naftali. But Frek the Gemara, there's a f- sixth one. And we know he was very mighty. And uh, he was, his name is also repeated. Yehuda Nami Echpul Echpul His name is also doubled in the Bracha of Meisha. Why? Amalei, so he answered, Lemilseid Echpul. No, the fact that his name is said double, that's for a matter that relates to him. What's the meaning of the bracha by Yaakov, where it says, And then it says, So it, it says, the Lashon the, of the Pasik. second, sorry, did I make a mistake? Oh yeah, this is not by Yaakov, this is the bracha, this is also by the bracha of Moshe, in Pashas Vizaisa bracha. So, but the Pasik uses the Lashon, Why is it saying the term, starting off in such a way, and connected to before, to Reuven? So it's, what it's saying is as follows, Forty years, Yidin were in the Midbar. The bones of Yehuda that were being carried together with Yidin, all the Shvatim they were carried out of Mitzrayim, so his bones were rolling around in the in the coffin. Until Moshe Rabbeinu came, and he begged mercy. He says to the Eibusher, "Who's the one that caused that Reuven should confess for his sin and confess publicly?" Yehuda, it's Yehuda that uh, caused this. Because after Yehuda confessed for the sin with Tamar, then, so then Reuben heard this, he went and also confessed publicly. to heard the voice of Yehuda, all His limbs went back in their, their place. But still, even after that, he wasn't able to enter into the heavenly yeshiva. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, well, bring him to his nation. He didn't understand what's being said over there in the Mesifta and to discuss the Torah together with the Rabbanon. So the Moshe Rabbeinu adds, Yodav Rav Loi, his hands should be powerful, he should be able to understand and discuss Torah. But still, they wouldn't accept his opinion that it should be the final ruling. And Moshe Rabbeinu adds, that from those, his foes, he should be helped, that his opinion should be accepted. From what's the source from this thing that people say? After a poor person, poverty follows him. So he answered him, we learn it from this halacha that it says regarding Bikurim. Ashirim, the rich people, they bring their Bikurim in baskets from, from gold or silver. And poor people, they bring their bakurim in baskets made from, from uh, branches or from willow that's peeled. So By the poor people, they have to leave their baskets for the kainim as well. So the rich people, they can take their baskets back home. The poor people, they have to leave their baskets for the kainim as well. So we see because he's poor, he ends up losing more. He has to give away the basket as well. 
There's a sikha from the Rebbe about this piece of Gemara, this, this Indian, and Barichas and Chelik Chavtes, where the Rebbe discusses the, the, the gather of this halacha. Omalei, so Rabbi Bamari answers, At Omrit Ma'asam, you're bringing the source from that halacha. I learned it here from this Pasik. The Mitzayda. So he's poor. He's a Mitzayda. He's kicked out of the Machna. And that's not even enough. After he's in that condition, his, poor, his poverty is even more that he has to announce publicly to everybody that he's Tomei. So we see that after being in this condition, the Taita says that even more poverty will follow him that he has to announce this. From what's the source for this that Rabbanon said? Hashkim ve'achayel that you wake up in the morning, and in the morning early you should make sure to eat something, in the sun, so you shouldn't be harmed by the heat, and in the winter because of the cold. And then people say about this, 60 runners will try to run after this individual, and they can't reach the person that in the morning he, he ate something that gives him the energy that he's able to run quicker than all of them. So he said, the source says, the Pasuk says, if they're not hungry and they're not thirsty, they ate and drank something in the morning, then the sun, the heat will not affect them. Amalei, so Rabbi Amari answered, You bring that Pasik as a source. I'll bring you a source from a Pasik in Chumash. Pasik said, You serve the Eibishter. What is this referring to? Zukri Yishmat that's saying Kri davening in the morning. Then the Pasik says, The Eibishter benches your bread and your, your water. That's to eat something in the morning, to eat some bread and salt and a jug of water. Then the kam What does the pasuk say afterwards? I remove, remove all sicknesses from amongst you. The Tanya we learned in Abraise machlo. When it says here machla zumara, this refers to the bile, the digestion of the person. That's very very important for the whole entire health of the person. What is this term of machlon lashon kaidish, which literally means sickness? So it's the gematria of this word. There are eighty-three different sorts of sicknesses that can come over here. Machla b'gematria chav. That's the gematria of eighty-three of the word machla. And all of these sicknesses that there are that can be over here in the digestion. If you eat bread with salt in the morning and water, it all gets rid of this. That's how important it is to make sure to eat something in the morning. What's the source for this that the Rabbanan said? Or others are greatest Amri Inchi that people say, If your friend embarrasses you and refers to you as a donkey, so don't answer him, don't try to embarrass him back. Just take a saddle and place it on your back, which literally means just accept it and don't respond. So he answered him, the Pasuk says, Vayoimar, that is. Hagar Shivcha Sarai, the Malach here is speaking to Hagar and, and refers to Hagar as a maidservant of Sarai. Amy is a boss from where do you come? Vanessa Lech, where are you going? But time she answers, Bipne Sarai, Givirti Anechibarachas. I'm running away from Sarai, my master. So even though she was really running away and she didn't want to consider Sarai to be her master anymore, but nevertheless, the Malach refers to her as a maidservant of Sarah. So she accepts that and she responds and says, Yeah, Sarai is my master. What's the source for this that people say? If you have something that's embarrassing about yourself, before people discover it, you'll be open about it and say it in public. Because you see Eliezer, when he comes to, to Mesul, to, to pick up the wife for Yitzchak, how does he present himself? He says, 
says I'm just a servant. <laughs> so he says about who he is, even though this is a certain uh, embarrassing thing about himself, that he's just a, a slave. What's the source for this statement that people say? That a goose goes with its head down, but but nevertheless with its eyes, it's able to look and see very far away. What this means is, on one hand, the person has to be very humble, but at the same time though, it doesn't mean that you should be embarrassed to ask for what you deserve and what you need. Rashi says, whether in an area of Teireh, or whether if someone owes you money, whatever else it is, being humble and at the same time being assertive and confident is not a contradiction. What's the source for this? Omelei, the chsev, the Pasuk says, the hate of Hashem la'adayni v'zacharta samoscha. This is, uh, I think, Abigail, that when she was still married, and then she had an avua that her husband's going to die. And then she's telling Dovah the Melech, even though now I'm in a very low place, but nevertheless, don't forget about me. She had her eyes for the future, and eventually she ended up marrying Dovah the Melech. From where is the source of this that people say? Shitin tichli matye lekocha that 60 sicknesses, a sickness, 60 experiences of pain and mourning will come to a person or to his teeth to call when you hear your friend that's enjoying and eating and you don't join him to eat as well. And the, the, the pain you experience by not being able to join him, so that will bring you later a lot of a, of a very bad experience. It doesn't refer only to eating, but it refers to when another person is, is having something very good and, and, and you're not and you just stay out of it. So then it can cause you later a lot of pain. The Pasuk says, This is Nasan Anavi speaking to David Melech and telling him that, who was it over here? Someone that made a, he, he appointed himself as a king. This was, I um, forgot it was, someone that went, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Is it a prophet? I, well, so, you know, but so, somebody went and he appointed himself as a king and he made a big uh, suda. And he didn't invite Nasan Anavi saying, he didn't invite not me and not you, David Melech. And he had pain about this, that we, he couldn't join the meal together with him. So he said, You're bringing a source from there. You can see this right over here in Chumash where it says, Sorry, Yitzchak brings Rivka home to the tent of his mother, Sarah. And then, He marries Rivka. He's his wife, he loves her. And he's consoled. And then, What does the pastor say right afterwards? Avram also went and married the wife Ketura when he saw what Yitzchak had. So Avram did, went and did the same, not to, not to be in a painful place where Yitzchak has what he has and Avram does not have. The Chassam actually says the Pshad is the opposite, that really Avram was planning to get married to Ketura, which is really Hagar. He wanted to remarry her already from before. But he didn't want Yitzchak to be in a situation where Yitzchak should see that Avram got remarried and he's not married yet. So he waited until Yitzchak got married and then Avram got remarried. You should also uh, find uh, you find your own play. Yeah, yeah. That the wine. It belongs to the master, but who does everybody thank? The one that serves it. That's Rashi's pshat. Taisus here says a different pshat, that the wine is, it belongs to the master, and the one that's serving it, it's not his wine. So he serves it very, very... Uh, he, he serves it... Uh, huh? he, pours he pours a lot. Yeah, he pours generously, because it's not his. 
So, so Tivuse, he little shaki, the one who pours, pours generously. Amalei, so he answered in the Chsiv, the Pasik says, this, this is regarding Meshur Abenu giving over the smicha, giving over to Yeshua. The Samachtas Yotchal of the Ebshu says, I'm giving you the power to give it over to Yeshua. All you should hear and know. And then later it says, "Exiv Yishu benim maliru chachma ki samach Moshe's yad of olav veYishmael of Kabbne Yisrael v'Gaim." So according to Rashi's pshat, it's really the koyach of the Eibishter. But nevertheless, who did the Eden attribute this smicha that Moshe gave over to Yeshua to Moshe? Because he's the one that served it, that gave over this koyach. According to Tosafos pshat, the Eibishter says, "Samachtas yotcha one hand," and then Moshe Rabbeinu did it generously with two hands. What's the source for this that people say? That a dog, when he's very hungry, so even, even rocks, he, he chews and he swallows. This means also a person that's in a very, very uh, bad, bad situation, so he'll take anything when he's desperate. A person that's satisfied, so even something that's sweet, he's not interested in. But someone that's very hungry, even something that's bitter becomes sweet for him. That a, a very bad quality of a palm tree will be found amongst other barren trees. Meaning, it's a mushal for someone that's a person that's a Russia, he'll find himself friends and he'll be amongst those kinds of people. This idea, you can find it in Teir Shani ben Nevi'im, you find it in Nevi'im, Sholish Biksuvim, you find it a third time in Biksuvim, Utnam ben Masnisim, you find it in the Mishnah, and you find it in Abraisa as well. Where you see this in the Teir, the Chseva, Yelech Esav, or Yishmal, Esav, find someone like him, Yishmal. Shani ben Nevi'im, the Chseva, Yislaktu, Al Yiftach, Anoshim Reikim. Who hangs around Yiftach? Empty people like him. They were with him. And you find this in Ksuvim as well, the birds stick to their kind, and a person goes to those that are similar to him. So this is actually not a Pasuk anywhere, not even in Ksuvim either. Taisus here says that this is, it's, it's in a Sefer called Ben Sira. Ben Sira is a Sefer that was uh, authored by the son of Yirmiya Novi, and, but it's not part of Nach Bechlau. But nevertheless, the Gemara brings this like an Indian of Ksuvim. And Tanab Masnisen, we see this in a halacha of a Mishnah, Kala Mechubal something that's touching and attached to something which is Tomei, Tomei, it will be Tomei like it itself. Kala Mechubal if you attach to something which is Tomei, it will be Tomei. And the same thing also with people, those that are hang around, those that are Tomei, become like them, and those that hang around, those that are Tomei, are like them, are with them. We learned this also in a Braise, Rabbi said, it's not for nothing that we see that this zarzer bird, which is a, it's like a small raven, hangs around the ravens. He's trying because it's really the same kind. Avliyazer is trying to prove from this that the zarzer bird is a tummy bird. They hold that it's a toy bird, and he's proving from this that you see where it hangs around, you know that it's a tummy bird. What's the source for this that people say? That if you call your friend, and Rashi says it means you're, you're giving Musa to your friend and you're trying to bring him to do tshuva, and he doesn't respond. So then, after this, take a big wall and throw it upon him and let him fall down and uh, because he's not doing tshuva. Okay, it's hard to understand what the Gemara is saying here. There, there, there are unfortunately that say that you have to, the, the, the levels of and trying to bring this person to the Tshuva, there's a lot of different ways. You do it privately and then in other places and publicly in all kinds of ways. 
until it comes to this level that you can just let him go. It's, it's, it's a, long, a, long, a long time, so it's not, not so pashat. Hamalei, so he answered him, the Pasuk says, the Abish says to Yidin, Yan tarticha tiharta I tried to purify and you're not, you're not accepting, you're not purifying from your So now you won't be purified anymore. What's the source for this that people say? A well that you drank from it, don't throw into it any dirt, any earth. The Pasuk says, don't be bad to the daimi uh, that your brother and will like Mitzri by the Mitzrim you lived in his land even though they were so bad to you but nevertheless you drank from them you ate by them you were there so therefore you shouldn't be Messiah of Mitzri. What's the source of this that people say that idol is dure dolina that a person says to his friend if you're ready to pick up this load together with me I'm ready to pick this up which means a kind of a load something that it's a mashura she says for a certain situation where it could be something that's risky or dangerous you could have a money damage or whatever else if someone else is going to go on a partnership with you and be ready to carry the load with you the risk with you then you'll do it if not don't do it yourself the Pasuk says, this is actually the title last week's parasha, that the Vayda went out to fight against Sisra. If you're going to go together with me, I'll go with you to fight Sisra. If you're not going to go with me, alone I'm not going to go. So we see you have to go together.